Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Kale and Company, fourth and final hour, Friday morning. Welcome back in. Nick, Don, and Greg, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube, 855-839-1210. Morning mystery movie clip coming up in just about 15 minutes. Also, bottom of the hour, what's on the cut sheet part due. And uh, a lot of news with the Bidens from Joe to Hunter. And we'll start with Joe and then we'll get to what is on the front page of the New York Post uh, regarding Hunter Biden. But two sets of numbers that I think are very interesting. One probably more worrisome for Joe than the other, but I'll start with the first. And that is the latest 538 polling average. Net approval rating at this time for president after 1,080 days in office. Joe Biden in a landslide has the worst the highest negative net approval rating of all time for 1,080 days in office. Joe is currently sitting at a negative 17.2%. To put that in context, Trump was at negative 11.8%. Barack Obama was at a negative half point, uh, negative 0.6. Bill Clinton was at plus 11 Jimmy Carter, plus 9.5%. H.W. Bush, plus 12.5%. Nixon, plus 14.5%. Reagan, plus 15 Truman, plus 17 G.W. Bush, plus 20%. And Eisenhower, plus 63%. So Joe Biden, through almost 1,100 days, hands down the most disliked president in recent American history, for 1,080 days in office. Probably not much of a surprise, but when you think about it, a lot of people say Jimmy Carter, worst president in their lifetime, he's got Joe Biden beat by about 27 points. Now, here's where it's a big issue for Joe. And I say that because one of the things that I think all three of us on this show have agreed on is that single young women are the GOP's worst nightmare. It's Trump's worst nightmare. Not just for abortion, but, and I, Dawn, you have said this, the 27-year-old career-oriented single female, no kids, that buys the triple venti mocha latte from mm-hmm. Starbucks for eight fifty a pop, does not like Donald Trump. But now, young women are abandoning Joe Biden at an alarming rate. More alarm bells go off for Joe as a new poll shows that his support with female voters under 30 years old has plummeted by 18 points in just a half year, in just six months. So let me give you some of these details. Uh, This is an exclusive uh, from the Daily Mail. Uh, Joe Biden's lead over Donald Trump with key group plunges from 27 points down to nine points. The six-month drop is a key factor in how, how Donald Trump has overtaken Joe Biden in the polls. JL Partners polled 984 likely voters from December 15th to the 20th to get a snapshot. And support for Joe Biden has collapsed by 18 points amongst these young women in just the past six months amidst questions about his age, his leadership, and also his response to the crisis in Gaza. 
The sector was a key part in delivering a narrow victory in the 2020 election. But the exclusive poll for Daily Mail found that the support amongst 18 to 29-year-old likely female voters plunged from 60% in June of 2023 to just 42% at the end of the last month. So now if you're if you're tracking all of this and again polls are polls whether they're good or bad for a Republican or a Democrat kind of take them all with a grain of salt but Joe has lost 24% in the black vote community he has lost completely the Hispanic vote Trump now leads him by about 5 points in that demo we've talked about how young voters in general are leaving Joe but now young female voters this as they just sent Kamala Harris out in her new chore, her new duty, as they continue to reassign Kamala from border czar to AI czar to the Kamala Harris abortion tour 2024, this is not a good sign. And, and you take it for what it's worth. But if Joe starts to slip in all of these areas collectively, simultaneously, we've seen the numbers in all of these swing states. 10,000 votes in Georgia, 11,000 votes in this state. Roughly 40,000 votes in four states. If you're the Biden administration, and I know I know Fetterman came out and blasted uh, Carville uh, last week saying he doesn't give a damn about polls. Um, but when they start to add up, they start to add up. And it's kind of undeniable at this point. He's not polling well with any community right now. <laughs> he really isn't. Yeah, who is he? Who is he polling well with? I don't know. And, and, you, and again, you say, well, it's only 984 people that were polled here. But, you know, everyone that we take, 1,000 people here, 1,500 there, all of it starts to add up. And these aren't the same people. So you, 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 you throw it all into the pot. You take all of the ingredients and then you, you flip the stove on. Like if you're Joe Biden right now, and it's not like you won decisively in 2020, you've got to be worried. And here's my question. What I would ask the Biden campaign and some of these Democratic strategists, do you really think, and I, I think sadly the answer is yes, but I would love to know the level of confidence they have behind closed doors. Do you really think that you can just win again by selling they do. threats to democracy they do. and dictatorship? Guys, guys, you guys are, yes, yep. they do. They, do. they are. They I think are, they can for abortion. They are betting on those two issues, democracy and 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 over and the abortion issue, the overturning of uh, of Roe that happened last year, or was it two years ago now? I Summer of twenty two, June of twenty two. They are counting that that will, in the end, bring people well, out. And 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 by the way, they're not wrong. I, they're no, not no, wrong. I, I agree exponentially, without a doubt, on abortion because we've seen all of these elections post Roe v. Wade. Republicans have lost every single one. So there's 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 quantitative data and results that says, dude, you've lost every single one. But like these polls are the, meaningless. But I, the I, general I, theme of threat to democracy isn't that wearing thin on people? Like no, like. To certain, people, to certain people, to listeners of this radio yeah, station, I mean, to yes, yeah, of course, us, but 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 when it really comes down to it, no, I no, I think this stuff plays. I think this stuff plays well, and you know we, 
I I keep saying this, like don't don't get too comfortable with these polls because oh, I'm not believing any of them. It, it is you know this was this was Hillary Clinton in 2016. Like she she was like, oh, I have this election in the bag, and I I don't have to go to this state and that state and this state, and I can hang out in Brooklyn and do all this because I'm you know I have a 90 percent chance of beating uh, of beating Donald Trump. Look how that worked out. So all, all I'm saying is is that these polls are absolutely meaningless, and when it comes down to it, yes, you have. You know, Charlemagne, who said he's not voting for Biden again. But like... Oh, and by the way, he's added a uh, follow-up to that. He yeah. said, oh, by the way, that does not mean by any stretch I'm voting course, for Trump. Of course. Right. That's that's the thing here, is that everybody just assumes because they're upset with 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 Biden, they're, they're not going to vote for him, or they're going to vote for Trump. That's not the case. It's so, just not the case. So let me ask you this, because and I agree with you for the most part there. Um so if, let's just say, hypothetically, let's go back to the cut sheet where we played the clip of DeSantis saying Democrats want Trump in because they can beat him. Do you think the playbook would be the same if DeSantis was the nominee? Do you think Democrats would be able to just simply run on no. abortion, abortion, democracy, yes. and Abortion, dictator? yes, not 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 the democracy issue. Okay, see, I, this is where I would disagree with you because I think DeSantis tries to rule with an iron fist a lot like Trump. So I think they would actually utilize the same exact thing. Because if you remember, and this seems like an eternity ago, remember when Pierce, uh, I was going to say Pierce Brosnan, Pierce Morgan interviewed Ron DeSantis, and he was like, a lot of people have pegged you as Trump light. You're the Diet Coke to Trump's Donald Mm -hmm. Coke. So I actually think they would utilize the same playbook against DeSantis. Remember the hit piece on him in Politico when he was actually, before he launched in May and botched everything with Twitter spaces, they were already, the mainstream was all ready to go in, in fear if, if, if DeSantis became the guy. I think they were going to broad brush him just like they do Trump. But that's just me. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with any of that. All, all, I'm, all I'm saying is that if, you know, you weren't here, Nick, but Dawn, you certainly were. You remember that after the first, the Democrat primary, the Democrat primary in uh, right before 2020, no... Joe Biden was pulling at like 7%. Yeah. He had everybody, including host on this radio station, called him, like, they they washed their hands, like, he has no shot. He has no shot in the world. He's never going to win. He's never, he's not going to be the nominee. He's not going to be the nominee. And then he won South Carolina, and he ran the table after that. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that, that you cannot underestimate the Democrat voting base. Yeah. They will come out. They will support their guy if they think that he's in trouble. They yeah. will. Yeah. Yep. That Greg Stocker said at that time, which it echoes like a nightmare in my head, Joe Biden will be president of the United States. Trust me. I, I wish I had the audio drop for it. Greg said it on the air, and I was like, you're crazy. Yeah. And because it was like a man in a basement. Like, I you know what it. I mean? Yes. And he said it, and he was right, which mm-hmm. is terrifying. Yep. But now I think in play and we talk about the border crisis but when i think about the hispanic vote all the latest numbers show that um you know look at obama 70 plus percent he got 70 plus percent of the hispanic vote biden losing to trump by all accounts the hispanic vote Mm -hmm. and it's first of all it's because where do the um where do the folks go who've come here illegally and maybe they're not here to work Mm -hmm. but they're coming here they're the gotaways they go they they go in with the the Hispanic community who's here legally. Right. So that's not popular. But number two, it's this whole woke 
woke stuff, the, the, the Latin acts and all of that, that, you know, by and large, Hispanics are family people, are family-based people, and that's why they're the fastest-growing population group in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. So I do find that fascinating that how Trump is, and the, this is the, this big party switch that we're seeing, yeah. where Trump is growing every day with within the Hispanic vote, and they could very well decide this election. Yeah, I mean, if we're breaking it down, which which um, recent polling trends that are more believable to actually play out come election day? I believe the Hispanic thing that you mentioned. I, I would actually argue, even though things are going in the right direction for Trump with the black vote, I still think at the end of the day that that is polling and that's not that's not real life out there. So certainly there will be some black people that vote for Trump that didn't before. I have a hard time believing the young female going and abandoning Joe and voting for Trump. You're right. That I mean, that's the demo, I think, the most that just, I mean, because you see them. You see them on social media. It's like... They literally despise the, it doesn't matter what facts you give them. They just, they, they don't, they, there's like the logic component of their brain when they hear the word Trump gets switched off. The, the other problem is, is, and both sides are guilty of this too, is that because of social media and because of, of, you know, uh, now you can get your news from literally any, if you want a conservative point of view, you go here, you want a liberal point of view. You hear, so you get in this false sense of security by thinking that everybody thinks like you, right. because you're on Twitter and you see a bunch of people that agree with you, and you see a bunch of people that that are like, "Yeah, I'm voting for Trump." Yeah, how can I? And and, and it it lulls you into this false sense of security that everybody in the world thinks like you do, yeah. and that is absolutely not true for liberals or conservatives. Yes. Well, think about it. It, it, it. There's only, I believe, the number is. Less than 20% of Americans are on social media. So you take that, and then you go down to the social media app that you prefer to use, and then you whittle it down even further to the group of people that you follow on said app that share the same thoughts as you in your little political social media echo chamber. And so if you think about it, you're absolutely right. You're getting like... 2% 2% of reality, mm-hmm. and you're thinking that's the majority. Yes. When clearly it's not. Yes. Which goes back to the whole point of social media's, you know, not real life. And, and, and by the way, liberals are, are guilty of that too, because they go on the mainstream media news sites and they see all of this and they see, well, people clearly hate Trump and they clearly aren't going to vote for him and, and look what happened last time. And that's not true either. Oh, so, so it's, it's, it's both sides getting lulled into this false sense of security that we got this in the back. You got these, these people on the left that will watch CNN for 12 minutes a day, get their news from Yahoo and scroll Facebook. And they think the whole world hates Donald Trump. When in reality, it's like, Hey, that guy got 74 million votes. Of course. <laughs> a lot of, of people course. that love Donald Trump. Of course. And, and liberals will be stupid to uh to to think that the majority of people hate Donald Trump because that's just not the case. Yep. It's just not. Yep. All right, we'll get to uh the Hunter Biden story which is very fascinating as Hunter might be going Hollywood. We'll give you those details in a little bit, but right now 9:20 speaking of Hollywood, time for our morning mystery movie clip. And now the morning mystery movie clip on Kalen Company, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. 
Now, there's two ways to use a stun gun. Up close and personal. Really <laughs> <laughs> or you can shoot it from a distance. Now, do I have any volunteers who want to come up here and do some shooting, huh? All right, how about you, young lady? Come on up here. All right. Let's go, handsome. Come on. Not you, fat Jesus. Slide it on back. You, pretty boy. <laughs> All right, now it's real simple. All you gotta do is point, I love this aim, movie. and shoot. All right? You don't really want to do this. Don't listen to this maniac. Let's think this thing through. Finish him! Oh! <laughs> right in the nuts! That was beautiful! Think you know what it is? Be call at 12 at 855-839-1210, and you could win this great prize. Oh, how good is that? Come on. Call at 12, 855-839-1210. You will get the final pair of tickets to the live taping of Major League Wrestling tomorrow night, January 6th, South Philadelphia at the 2300 Arena. Caller 12-855-839-1210. See if you can get that. I I would think that that's a pretty easy movie, pretty funny one at that. And we'll give away our final pair of wrestling tickets coming up next. Kale and Company. And then after that, Hunter Biden Hollywood Documentary. Details next. Kale and Company. Stay right there. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Good to have everybody in here on a Friday morning. Joe Biden coming to Montgomery County today. Snowstorm on the way. Get your snow shovels. Grab all your bread, your lunch meat, your milk, your juice. And then get ready for uh, an inch and a half and then for it to be washed away in the rain. 855-839-1210. Time to give away our final pair of tickets to Major League Wrestling Live taping tomorrow night, South Philadelphia, 2300 Arena. And we have Alicia in Langhorn, who is our winner this morning. Alicia, good morning. What movie clip did we just play for you a few minutes ago? Oh, good morning. The Hangover. Yes, yes. Something I anticipate having none of in 2024 because I'm going dry. Bold move. Yes. Alicia, congratulations. That is the correct movie, and you've got the final pair of wrestling tickets. Are you a big wrestling fan? Um, I actually didn't realize I won or what I was winning, so I will make them work. Okay. I will make them work. All right. Well, Alicia, we appreciate it. Congratulations, and thank you for listening and playing. (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Happy New Year. Yes, you as well, Alicia. Is it? Is it? Are we still allowed to say Happy New Year? You know, January fifth. You know, yeah. Well, that's we. That, that could be a whole segment. Um, I, I think you can do it up until about the tenth. Mm. That's been my rule of thumb. I thought you were going to mention the the fact that Alicia just wanted to win a prize, even though she didn't know what the prize was. And I was going to ask you: Are we still allowed to use the term in radio, uh, prize pigs? No, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay, because I remember I when I was. I think that's. Uh, I think that's wrong. Okay, because I remember back in the day when I was doing sports, we would have the same people that would always just yeah. try to win a prize regardless of what the prize, and it was like a once a month rule. And... By the way, you're not insinuating that Lisa or uh, no. that Alicia is that. No, you're just saying it's not that male or female. It's just general. That there used to be. Yeah, you know, there used yeah. to be people who used to just a lot call of people just love to win things. free stuff. Yeah, yeah, even if they don't like it or need it. No, but nice work, Alicia. So major league wrestling tickets coming up. Um, Whether you like tomorrow. it or not, yeah, yeah. And how would why would you not like wrestling? Well, I mean, by the way, WrestleMania coming to Philadelphia in April. I've heard. Yep, yep. I might have to uh, pull out some cash from the uh, savings account and buy it myself. Maybe Alicia has like a you know a husband or a son. It's got to be somebody, somebody right? that she can give it to a nephew. Yeah, exactly. All right, uh, let's get to the Hunter Biden story. This is um, going to make you want to puke because this is kind of a 
a puff piece documentary that kind of puts Hunter Biden in a very positive light. So the New York Post with the story that Hunter Hunter Biden's sugar brother, Kevin Morris, is plotting a documentary on the first son. And um, it's apparently a soft focus documentary on the disgraced and indicted presidential offspring. Uh, They go on to say, while the first son's life, as viewed through his now infamous laptop, resembles a Quentin Tarantino film with plenty of not-so-tasteful nudity, the untitled Morris Project would show a more gentle Hunter Biden playing, quote, um, a softer side, painting, selling his art, raising his son, and navigating the everyday life of a sober adult with ongoing criminal investigations and in the crosshairs of former President Trump and his supporters, the L.A. Times credulously reported this week. Uh, A film crew apparently has been trailing Hunter Biden, 53, for years now and was most recently spotted recording the first son, publicly defying his subpoena. Remember when he showed up at the House Oversight Committee outside uh, for that deposition on December 13th? And you can actually see the front page of the New York Post if you're watching on YouTube right now. This is actually really well done. They've got Hunter Biden wearing a suit with a laptop and on the laptop, you see the little bumper sticker that says Biden-Harris. And then it says, by hooker, by crook, the Bidens will get paid. That is funny. You got Joe wearing the aviator shades, a little uh, cash, uh, little bucket of cash. To be honest with you, like his antics of, you know, all this money, where he got it from, the hookers, the blow. It's totally Hollywood. The guns. I mean, it, like I would watch a movie like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I probably would. Although, once I realized that they're going to try to... Now, if you make it raunchy and you make it about all his terrible stuff, I will absolutely watch it because I know what he is in real life. So, I mean, you can't sit here and paint the picture, so to speak, of him, quote, raising his son when he completely ignored the existence of his four-year-old daughter, uh, Navy Jean Roberts, I believe her name is. So, oh, very good, Nick. And this is what? Now, years in the making, according to this. So what is this? This is all about a PR spin, a rehabilitated image yep. that they are trying to salvage this it, guy's reputation at 53 years old. It all started a month ago when he appeared on that Moby podcast. That's right. And it's no, it's no um, coincidence that it happened right before... 2024 started and it's no accident that he spoke on capitol hill and it's no accident that this documentary or whatever it is is coming out in time for 2024 no and think about it we've been talking about you know the laptop since 2020 uh there was also this film crew that was following him in the fall of 2021 at an art gallery so this is years in the making and i i don't know where this will actually be released in air I don't know if this is like a, on a streaming service or a theater or what it might be, um, but if you want to consume this, best of luck. It's probably uh, bring your barf bag with you because it's going to be painted from a certain slant, so to speak. All right, 935, let's get to a Friday edition of What's on the Cut Sheet Part Do. What's on the Cut Sheet Part Do? Yeah, let's get right to it. What's on the cut sheet part? Doing this Friday. By the way, I saw a 
saw a list of the guests and the topics coming up on the Dawn Show starting at 10 of 5. Sounds great. Yeah. I'm just good stuff. Just letting you know. You should definitely stay tuned for that. Anyway. I think we'll tease that around 9.50. Yeah, of course. I'm just... I mean... Sorry. Sorry. You all right? Yeah, I'm okay. You want to do a show today, too? What? You want to do a show as well? Do like the Rex stock. You got a lot of a lot of bounce to your stuff. That I like this. Yeah, no, I I, I'm, I I need this all the time. No. I like it. Are you eating? I, I need know. I need ninety percent less of me. That's my <laughs> New Year's resolution for twenty four. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Nikki Haley was also involved in the Republican presidential town hall last night. Apparently, they did it after. Uh, did for, anybody know this happened? Forgive me. I didn't. I I did not watch this. So I I watched clips. Early this morning, so I thought it was just uh, Ron DeSantis, but Nikki Haley uh, was also. I guess she did it later. I'm not sure. Um, Wait, this wasn't the unsanctioned GOP primary I, that we I, talked this, about. Was this it? wasn't. This wasn't a debate. It's the CNN right. town hall. Because this was. We we talked about this a few days ago. Where Vivek and Chris Christie missed the cut. Yeah. So I'm getting the. Yeah. This isn't. This isn't the debate. This is the town hall. Okay. Uh, this was. I guess right after Ron DeSantis's. Um, hang on a second. I have to put this up here. DeSantis. Thank you. I knew you were going to do that, so I had to make sure that <laughs> the thing was up. Uh, so the um, you talked about the Iowa school shooting uh, yesterday uh, that happened yesterday. She addressed it, and uh, the question from a voter in there, there in Iowa is, how will you address the issue of school shootings? This is how she answered it. Cut 15, Phil, go. The second thing is we have to secure our schools the same way we secure our airports and our courthouses. And that means we make sure that we have whatever we need to to make sure nothing comes through bullet-wise or otherwise. We need to have a security officer at the front of every school. We need to have one point of entry, no side or rear entries. And then we need to make sure that we have someone on staff, not a guidance counselor, but a mental health counselor, that does nothing but look to see which kids may be in crisis. And let's start there. That's at least doing something. But we have to do something. This is heartbreaking. I will... All right. We have to secure our schools the same way we secure our airports and courthouses. And business. Business buildings. Yeah. Like like ours. Like Odyssey. Yeah. Can you imagine if every school was like Odyssey World Headquarters? No, I mean, the Department of Education requires kids to go here. Yep. And so I imagine that at the Department of Education, which a lot of people say they should abolish, but I imagine at the Department of Education at the front, they have security in that building, in that office. Yep. They should also have the same... I agree with her. Yeah, I totally agree. That's actually a very good point by her. What she's referencing quickly, uh, this this shooter, the 17-year-old who then killed himself... He, by all accounts, these students are speaking out this morning. Schools closed there in Iperi, Iowa. As they should be. But they have counselors. A lot of the classmates are speaking out, saying the 17-year-old shooter was bullied. But the reason he targeted a sixth grader, allegedly, is because his younger sister was being bullied. Mm -hmm. And so did he, and then the parents had had a school meeting Talking to the school principal who was also shot. Yep. So did this did this shooter because he was bullied? Sister, was that the motivation here? Mm-hmm. So the mental health, you know, yeah. thing that I think she's referencing. I mean, just think about all the money that the school districts have for certain programs. I mean, there's got to be something where you can scale back and trim off some of the fat from some department and use that money and reallocate it towards 
police or protection or, like she said, one point of entry into the school and an armed train guard. And oh, by the way, too, the guidance counselor thing is interesting because, yeah, guidance counselors are certainly trained in many areas. But if you want to have a mental health true professional expert there, maybe we can actually find and identify those red flags so that when they pop up, Seven weeks later, it doesn't lead to the result that we saw yesterday where the signs were there for this person and nobody intervened or they, they saw it, but they just turned a blind eye to it. We need to look. I said this earlier. We need to look at psychotropic drugs. Yeah. And the side effects. I don't disagree with that. Too many kids on antidepressants. Well, and as well, they we no longer have community schools. We have these huge schools that are built like a prison. And you have thousands of kids in these schools, like in this little town, this one huge building that connects. My first question was, why was a sixth grader at the high school? The schools are connected in these huge institutions, which is what I think government wants. I don't think that's a good thing. Yeah, I agree. It's the same way with my girls down in Nashville. The school they go to, the elementary school, is uh, K through the five, and then six and seven are right next door and I'm telling you, there's not more than 20. Now, they're not connected, but they're in the same parking lot, and they're they're t- no more than 20 yards apart. You know, when we were growing up, I mean, my God, my elementary school was probably f- five miles from the middle yeah. school, and the yeah. high school was seven miles mm-hmm. away. Yeah. So. Um, future president, Governor Josh Shapiro, was on oh boy. <laughs> Morning Joe this morning uh, with a very uh, the, 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 the puff piece interview by uh by Mark Mike Barnacle telling him how wonderful he is for his help on 95 and how how more governors need to govern like him I, I kid you not that's the line of questioning here and the relevance to having Josh Shapiro on about fixing 95 now in well, January I, of 24 is I'm assuming that they they had him on again I didn't watch the entire interview but right. I'm assuming they had him on for a reason like maybe the president coming to PA um, I don't know. But uh, this is how Mike Barnacle decided to question future President Josh Shapiro. This is Cut 16, guys, go. Uh, and you're well-known and deservedly well-known for when I-95 collapsed outside Philadelphia, about 16 seconds after it collapsed, you and the federal government were out there in your Superman cape. Superman cape, And got capes. the job yeah. done well ahead of time. Do you think you can convince the Biden political people to prevent all these Democrats from walking into walls that are so concerned about Joe Biden and just having them focus on substance of getting things done. Yeah, look, that that's what governors do, especially Democratic governors, Westmore and others. Um, we get stuff done. And you know what? So does Joe Biden. Take a look at I-95 uh, for a moment. Joe Biden was my partner in that. I could not have gotten that road reopened within 12 days without the great partnership of Joe Biden, Secretary Buttigieg, and the federal government. They all stepped up and did a great job. And I think the president understands the critical importance of infrastructure and the critical importance of being there in a time of need and helping us understand we're all in this together. You know, Mike, just to kind of stitch back to the opening questions from Mika and the fact that the president's going to be at Valley Forge together. You know, President Washington famously understood the importance of not just being in Washington or in Virginia, but getting out 
across uh, then this infant country and helping people understand that they're not just Pennsylvanians or Virginians, they are Americans, right? And we are all in this together. And I think President Biden understands that as well. And he proved that when it came to I-95, that yes, this was a road in Philadelphia, of course, but it was a road that stitched us all together as Americans from Maine wow. to Florida. And he and understood deep. the importance of partnering with us <laughs> to get that done. Okay, a couple of things. One, Republican governors so get good. stuff done as well. Remember when DeSantis got that bridge back open in three days after that hurricane in Florida in September of 2022. But did you pick up on what Shapiro just said there about Valley Forge with Joe? He got it wrong as well. And he, that's inexcusable from a guy like Shapiro who knows Montgomery County <laughs> as well as anybody. Valley Forge and Montgomery Community College are not even close. Come on, Josh. Oh, by the way, too... Um, with the actual question that he asked Shapiro, yeah. it almost sounded like the way he positioned the question was asking if Joe's messaging that he's about to unveil is good enough, or is it more about actually getting things accomplished? Yeah, Because we know what Joe's message is going to be. It's about threat to democracy, dictator, Trump, and abortion. But what about the actual issues plaguing the country? I don't feel like he really answered I, that there. I got to say, I got to say, the Democrats are very smart to trot him out. He's yeah. very, very good at his job. Uh, his you job mean, being selling the Democrat agenda. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, if we were, let's just take a little inventory right now. If I were to say there are three governors that are Democrats that are the top three most likely to run for president in 28. And it's Gavin Newsom, Josh Shapiro, and Phil Murphy. Who do you think will be the leader in the clubhouse? Gavin Newsom. Okay. Just but because think... he's got more experience and he's more known? Yeah, I said, I said this to start it, and I 100% believe it. Josh Shapiro will be president of the United States in my lifetime. I'm okay. telling you that right now. No, I, I think that Greg is correct. Shapiro is definitely... He, he is definitely going to run, and, and that, that's going to happen. I would not be surprised if he's president because he's, he's moderate. He's a, a golly – he genuinely – and I've known him for a lot of decades. He's genuinely a golly gee, whether, whether you like his policies or not. Yeah, has nothing to do with policies. It's, it's, it's literally his just, demeanor. Yeah, mm-hmm. His style. He's genuinely yeah. a good guy. His and style. I know I'm going to get brutal. Oh, brutal no, God, you I went know. off the reservation. You said a Democrat yeah, was a good guy. But he Act is. on Stensland on Twitter. <laughs> Unload on her mentions. But as a human being, I mean, Mary, you know, grew up in, right in the shadow of our, you know, right in. Uh, she just likes him because in, he grew up in this area. He grew up in Abington. Yeah. No. He just doesn't Mar- know where Mary- Valley Forge is. <laughs> Yes, he does. <laughs> Grew up in Abington, uh, married his you know high school sweetheart. Oh wow, beautiful family. Well, so did I. All Great right, kids. All right, I'm I'm heading over to Twitter to he doesn't have scandals. Unload he's, on you, Dawn. I know that we know. I of. know you're. No, he doesn't no. have. He's not. He's he's. Has he been? Has he been to the island, Dawn? No, no. Has he flown on the flights? I can guarantee you, he's the one. Per- no, and so that's just it. He's like just a he. He comes off. And look at that interview as just a normal, good guy. Mm. And so I think that's refreshing. And I disagree about the uh, Gavin Newsom, who's just that slick talker with that f- those fake teeth. And I think by contrast, I actually think uh, a Shapiro is somebody who comes across as he knows who he is and he's grounded. 
Whereas somebody like Gavin Newsom, he's all flash, mm-hmm. and he cl- you you look at him, you hear him talking for two minutes. And Gavin's more used car salesman. Yeah, he's talking out. He's talking, you. you know, out of both sides of his mouth. Now with Shapiro, they didn't ask him, for example, well, what happened, you know, with it? What did you get done, Governor, in your first year? What did you get done? Uh, boy, it took a long time to get that budget. You know, that's they're not asking him any tough questions. Of course not. The media never will. Thus, it allows him further. To show that personality that is a, he's a great personality. All right. 947, we will come back, wrap it up, find out what's on tap for the Dawn Show this morning. Just 13 minutes out. She will have Josh Shapiro in studio for two hours. <laughs> they will have a good time on the radio. I know you're all going to bash me. Man. Oh, no. I'm telling you the truth. Good chance to bash Dawn right now and win Twitter uh, <laughs> or YouTube of the day because that's coming up as well. It's Kale and Company on demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Friday morning, wrapping up another week. The Dawn Show wrapping up another week in about six minutes. And we find out what she has on tap at the top of the hour. Yeah, so coming up, we're going to update you on what's happening locally. Timeline of the storm, timeline of Biden's visit and those school closings. And why the president recently met with a group, a diverse group of historians. So we'll have all things Biden, all things local, all those updates. Uh, the new jobs report came out better than expected. That's a good thing. So we'll talk about the economy a bit. But coming up at 10.05, comedian Jad Slay. Hey. Remember him? We yes. talked about him. It's a great get by you guys. No, yep. this is Anthony got this. So good wow. job to Ant. This is that former WHYY employee yep. who, who loves to do a little comedy on mm-hmm. the side. Remember, he was canceled and fired. And then, guess what? He sued. He got his job back. Yeah. Love it. And now that Anthony booked a good guest, you won't hear this. Anthony, you are fired. <laughs> Anthony worked very hard this week. That's good work a, out of him. Yeah, no, he's... He, Kudos to Anthony yeah. and Phil. Good they job. both, everybody did a great job. Yes. Thank you for uh, yeah. bearing with me while I. Yeah, while you, know, you were in and out, back and forth. I know, working one day off the next. You know. One, uh, one more flu. What, what, what's the old saying? And uh, Devil Wears Prada. One flu, one more flu bug to goal weight or whatever. I, exactly. That's what women love yes. to say. Yeah. <laughs> Stalker's used up his sick days for the calendar Aww. year. He's here for the duration now. That's the worst. All and right. then coming up at eleven, we'll have more updates. But Anthony Hennon joins us and. He's obviously one of the hardest working uh, print reporters around locally and, and writes, we'll ask him about Shapiro as well, but writing about what's going on in Pennsylvania, some of these new laws taking effect, and what else Anthony Hennon is uh, up to. He's an investigative journalist, so we'll talk to Ant. Okay. The other Ant. The other Ant. <laughs> All right, that's coming up in about four minutes as we wrap it up with Who on Twitter and YouTube today? Who won Twitter? Because uh, we have to get out of here. Uh, I'm going to do just Twitter today. Tracy okay. Murphy 99 wins Twitter. She says, I work at Target. People are sheep buying eggs, bread, and milk for a storm. Do they not have food in their pantry and make French toast during a storm? <laughs> I agree. People are sheep. Stop buying I agree. all these things. Like You're never going to get out again. Yeah. And, and oh, by the way, at Target, where they sell these new things, talk about people being sheep, the Starbucks Stanley, yep. that big cup that's mm-hmm. available for forty nine ninety nine. Yep. You sheep and you bucks. suckers. Yeah, for a coffee mug. Can you imagine that? My no. God, just get a Kale & Company one. It's cheaper, yep. and it looks better. All right, everybody, have a great rest of your Friday. Stay tuned. The Dawn Show is coming up next. We're back Monday morning at 6, and as Joe Biden might say later today when he leaves Montgomery County. All right. God save the queen, man. Start your day with Kale & Company. Weekday morning, 6 till 10, on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.